welcome once again to another usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast podcast from your friends here at GCT. And today we have another rousing gang. We have Brian, as usual. Hello. We have Christina. Hello. Our themed education director. We also have Auntie Kever from the wilds of what Chicago. Up? And we have another special guest today, Rachel, who's somehow lives with Brian all this time and is alive to tell the tale. So, Mahalo. <laughs> so, well, welcome to the crew. Uh, I can feel a really good podcast coming on today with this crew. Yeah. So there's a lot of special. love in this room, this extended Zoom room. So uh, today uh, it is, we're almost at the new year. We've gotten past Christmas again um, and COVID is still around. Although the vaccine is slowly meandering its way into the population, we think. So uh, yeah, hopefully within the next few months, we'll be producing uh, more than content randomly here and there. Um, so, but today we're going to start with another of our great creative minds. Brian has a feature for us today, and I'm going to let him take it away. Uh, thank you, fine sir. Um, you're a true gentleman, and I appreciate all the work you do for the podcast. Um, so, we we have an esteemed group of, of people here that love theater, uh, and I guess one of the things that's on so many people's mind about theater uh, is we have directors like uh, a director for later this season. My wife is directing. Uh, uh, Christina's direct stuff constantly, one shape or form or another. Uh, Kever is very active theatrically, uh, and, and Paul I've directed is... before. Well, yes, but uh, I, 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 did, I didn't. Are you directing in Chicago right now? It's fine. Don't worry oh. about it. Okay. <laughs> oh. uh, and then Paul, who's Oops. not directed, but may direct next season. If uh, we can get the rights to a particular show, but he is—he uh, does good on stage uh, when forced to by uh, people. But uh, with this group of people, I, I guess the big question, and I think the question that is a, going to be a big thing going forward: What will it take for you to feel comfortable getting back on stage? What do we need to hit to get there? A vaccine. <laughs> Well, we have one of those, but I wouldn't <laughs> suggest getting on stage right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, for me, it's going to take uh, a process where everybody involved has been vaccinated. Um, mm -hmm. And in a way that we can, you know, track and prove. Um, and then as far as audiences go, um, I mean, we, we're gonna have to still social distance, you know, for at least another year. Yeah. I'm sure most houses aren't gonna be able to accommodate more than 25 to 30%, maybe 40, um, <clears throat> until we have widespread uh, vaccines. However, I know that They've been talking about uh, herd immunity is, is kind of creeping into being a reality uh, since so many of us have had it already. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe, maybe that will kind of correct the course and give us a little bit more leeway and uh, 
make it possible a little bit sooner and maybe greater capacities. But for me personally, the comfort of knowing that everybody that I'm working with uh, has been, you know, vaccinated. I think that's, that's when I'll feel the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. So do you, you would want to see and hope to see a vaccine passport, I guess is some of the terminologies they've been throwing around recently as far as either an app on your phone, some sort of documentation that you have to present. And you're okay with that because there's a lot of people, oh, that's my privacy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I feel, I'm so sorry. Is that the pizza roll going on or something? Um, no, that's, <laughs> that's my front door. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, and I get it. You know, it's it's medical uh, information that you're being forced to provide, um, but you also have to provide shot records yeah. when you go to school um, and you get enrolled in these public services. So if you want to be back in the public, I'm not saying you need to go flashing something everywhere you go, but somewhere where you know you're going to be working closely with people for an extended period of time. I think it's the smartest thing that we can do right now. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. I mean, one thing I would throw in is, and I'm not saying that I have a airtight solution to this because I, I mean, I think like a lot of things that we've seen, you know, any of us who have done shows and those of you who have all the rest of you directed shows and been involved in different production capacities. I mean, there are a lot of things we know that go into a show that are just on the honor system some of them are very obvious like you're gonna you're gonna learn your lines and know your at least your solos before you come in um and things like that and then some of them are less obvious unless you've done shows but so like i said i don't i'm caveating this with i don't know the best way to do this and i wouldn't want to heap this all on a director or the staff but i would you know take your typical show i mean there's there's very very few shows where spacing is a part of it where you're spaced enough that COVID would be taken care of. But let's say that's 5% or less. The other 95%, I would want the first night we come in for rehearsals and then possibly also during the audition process for the directorial staff to sort of explain what is their plan for spacing, uh, staging the show. Um, just so you get a picture, an idea of what it should feel like. Um, so that as actors, you know, you're not going to come in and they'll be like, oh, well, we all tested at the beginning. So we're all good now. Um, I'm not saying it's like, a, a, like everyone has to test every single day. It's more of a, like if, you know, you take a show where there's not a lot of physical space in between the actors, even if it's just two of you, is to say, well, here's what I've thought of as an, as an alternate idea and kind of be collaborative with the actors in that regard. Again, I'm not saying that that's an airtight solution, nor is it something that's easy. So I wouldn't want that a director to have all that pressure on them alone. So that's why I would think it would, could be a collaborative effort with the director having the final say of, okay, we're going to do this. And at a point in time, maybe again, maybe that's at the audition stage. I don't know but to where actors could say, well, I'm not really comfortable with what you've laid out. So I'm not going to waste your time by auditioning. Uh, something mm -hmm. like that. Again, I, 
that's kind of pie in the sky in some regards. I get that, but I would want to hear, I would want them to communicate with me. What is their thought on all that? I think going in, I think that the biggest thing with just testing is that the test that you take this morning can be null and void the second you walk out of the testing room. Exactly. And so it's, it's, it, I think we have to get to the point where if you haven't been vaccinated, you just can't be a part of it until you do, until we get to a point where, you know, our cases are minuscule. Or because if, yeah, if, if you walk through, yeah. you know, uh, leave the test site and go jump over to the Walgreens and grab some Tylenol, Who's to say that you're not getting it walking to Walgreens, walking into Walgreens, paying for your stuff at Walgreens, you know? I mean, and this yep. this is not Walgreens specific. Um, <laughs> Damn but, it, Walgreens. Walgreens is sitting there going, Kevra Mathis. This is not me shitting on you, Walgreens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think there I think there just has to be more than saying I got tested because I got tested doesn't mean anything right now. Simply because unless you got tested two seconds ago and you did not leave this room, we don't know. And false negatives are a very real thing. People in my family have gotten false negatives. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they still had it. They still had a lot of symptoms of it. And even the doctors were like, yeah, you've got it. It's just not coming through on the test for some reason. Mm. So... Hmm. I think it's particularly yeah. difficult with uh, regard to live performers and performances. Um, if you take a look at the entertainment industry as a whole uh, regarding, you know, film and TV, uh, you have the majority that at minimum are quarantining themselves and testing for 36 hours before they get a flight. And then once they get to their location, they are tested every day. Uh, and kept in quarantine for anywhere from 72 hours to two entire weeks. Um, and again, they are testing and testing um, all of the time uh, so that they are negating those false positives and uh, false negatives and all of, all of the fallacies. Um, so, and then once they're there, you know, they're on a set, they're in a bubble and that is completely different than, you know, the, the world that we live in with, with live theater. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. especially in a community theater right. environment where yeah. it, you're not getting paid to do this yeah. Yeah. i mean yeah, one, one thing i was i was gonna ask you guys that i i think it popped in my head discussing this and it's um since you guys have all directed shows i would my this would be my educated well i won't call it educated my guess my guess would be let's say it's a few months or even a year or two down the road and COVID is not at herd, herd immunity stage, but vaccines are, we're into phase four, everybody can get it. Um, so, you know, if you assume that you still have to, you have a requirement, you know, say it gets built into artist agreements, which we all sign when we do a show. Um, and it's the part of the artist agreement is you get, you can show proof of a COVID vaccination, like all the way through the second shot, not just the first. For the ones that have two shots um would would you still would you guys in your if you put your director hat on would you still be 
I don't want to say still, would you be leaning towards in the casting process more pre-casting of people that you trust? Especially with adults. I mean, with kids, Christina, it's probably a bit different because, you, I mean, kids, you know, they Dude. come and go, they age out, whatever. So you, you're going to end up with new ones all the time anyway. But with adults, do you feel like you'd want to, your mind would lean toward more pre-casting? Like, I know that person is playing it safe, so they might be a B plus in the role, but I'd rather have them. I personally don't know enough people that well to know <laughs> i mean outside well of you the don't people, like people <laughs> like me i don't i wouldn't either <laughs> yeah, I mean, well I, mean, I know you and i know christina very well because we work together but outside of uh you know the people you work with and live with I, I so don't know i what people are doing i feel mm, i i know exactly what you're talking about though because i we can we can see what people are doing, mm-hmm. uh, right? And that I, I mean, there are definitely community members that I'm like, I wouldn't want to be stuck in a show situation with them right now. No offense, right. but not well, even yeah. just on stage, are, but like in a dressing room with them or something. Yeah, folks are not yep. being shy, and they're they're taking to their social media, and you can see everything that they're seeing. So, um, you yep. know, you got to be very careful yep. with uh, with all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, even if you did that, even if you said, all right, we're only going to use the people that we trust, everybody's going to use the same people. Like everybody's going to try and use the same people and you're not sure. going to be able to cast your show because let's be honest, there's a group of people that everybody knows they can rely on yeah. in, in any city, but especially Memphis. This yeah. person yeah. is reliable. They work hard. I want them in my show. We could all do that but we're only going to have two shows running in town at the same time. Yeah. If, right. if you need everybody well, and on, we know there know, are some directors who like nothing can be spreading around town and they're going to use the same eight people regardless yeah. of what show they're doing. Um, that. But it's like, I, I, I bring the, that popped in my head because I uh, was speaking to a uncle of mine who owned a, a business for many years, an architectural firm. And, we were on a family zoom call the day after Christmas and he started to bring up, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be in, in a leadership position, hiring people during this environment. And I said, yeah, that would be tough. And he then proceeded to say, well, I wouldn't want to do it because I wouldn't hire a damn millennial to save my life right now because they're all out in bars and they're all out eating at restaurants and all this first other stuff, all, and I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, you just took that all, down a path. <laughs> yeah. First of all, uh, those are not millennials. Um, I am a millennial, and we get the very bad rap. Uh, we're the ones that are concerned about our own parents and telling them to stay the F home. So yeah. uh, I think that the elder generations need to figure out what generation they're actually talking about. But. Yes. Okay. They're upset with, with the wrong one. I think people, in, well, I, and I think as a side comment, I, I honestly, everybody in my family who's over the age of 60 or 60 or above will say, they tend to think everyone who's a millennial is anyone under the age of 40 who's not a child. And I'm like, no, that's not really true. Uh, otherwise, so. we wouldn't have generation, we wouldn't have all the generational names we have. So, anyway, yeah, a uh, question though, but kind of so, Rachel, you're directing a show theoretically in June. What do you, what do you, 
what do you think the cast expects to feel safe coming back specifically? You know what? Um, the, the title of the show is motherhood. Um, and that should tell you a lot right there about how I feel about it, how the actresses that are involved in the show are going to feel about it. Um, we need to make sure that we are going to be 100% um, confident and, and secure in coming in and, and performing with each other. Um, these, these are mothers, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, say for one, um, and, you know, we're, we're going to be taking every precaution um, to ensure the cast safety as well as, you know, the crew and um, obviously the patrons, because at the end of the day, this, that's why, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. Um, and so I think unless there, there is that, that safety factor, I, you know, I, I know from a, from your perspective, it's a little different, um, you know, being Mr. GCT and all, um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, for the moms, I, I think we got to go super safe. So is, so I, I personally don't think we'll be doing a full fledged production until vaccines are, you could walk into Walgreens, back to Walgreens again, and get your vaccine whenever you want to get it. I, I don't think we're back before that. But that doesn't mean that everyone's going to do yeah. it. So as a mm -hmm. theater director, I, uh, you know, uh, I can legally, because they have come out with a ruling that I can legally require all my employees to get vaccinations. And I will. Absolutely. You cannot work here unless you have a vaccination. Oh, rats. Uh, sorry, sorry, Christine. I know you were. I knew you're big into anti. -vax. I'm a big anti-vaxxer. Anyone that knows me knows. Yeah, I, I, I know all those Jenny McCarthy T-shirts and books you have. So, so, yeah. uh, so yes, I can require that. Um, I think I can require uh, cast members. I think to do it, but if the vaccine is widely available, at what point does it become? a situation for the audience where if I know you can get it and you don't get it, when is it their responsibility and not yeah. the theater staff and the cast members? It's a great question. Mm. Unfortunately, there's not really a way that you can enforce that. I mean, if they're, if they're, part of your show as a performer or being a part of your organization as an employee sure you can you can have requirements but somebody who's you know a patron or a customer however you want to see it there's not really a, a legal way of you know making sure that they have the vaccine as far as i see it at least yeah yeah well i mean you um, you know we just I, how say long for in it's kind of a legally blurry line uh you can technically refuse service to anyone for any reason if yeah. you're if you have a business now given this is not a privately owned business this is you know a non-profit that is you know there's different conditions going on but Right. You can technically yeah. refuse service now. Technically, if, I don't think we can because we are governed by Title IX. Well, which, right. 
But I'm saying even if you yeah. could, even if we could say you can't show proof of a vaccine, get the hell out. I mean, t- right now, I mean, would we refuse service? Wouldn't we say you have to wear a mask? Yeah, we can absolutely yep. say that. And then as we find out that people, once they get in here, will secretly take their masks off in the yes. middle of things. You act um, like that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess my, my thinking, and you know, if a person comes in here, even now with a, with a mask on, and then they take a mask off, and then they claim they would have gotten COVID while they're here because of their decision to take a mask off, that's not, in my opinion, my responsibility. I agree. And in similar vein, I feel, and again, I, I would love to hear all your opinions. I feel that if any, if I know conclusively that any person can walk in and get a vaccine any day they want to, I feel like I should be able to, as long as I'm requiring all of my staff and my actors to have the shot, I feel like I can reopen my theater fully. And then it's really the responsibility of the individual to take precautions for themselves. That, you know, I, I think, Kevin, you mentioned earlier, is like, well, I, we're going to be, you know, social distancing minimum capacity for probably another year. If, mm-hmm. if you know, by July, if we know <laughs> that you can hang, any person that wants a vaccine can get it. Um, I, I don't know that, is it, is it my still responsibility to make sure people are socially distanced in the auditorium when I know that they could have the shot? Maybe not. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's another one of those that I think, you know, the CDC is going to put out their version of guidance and yeah. politicians in general are going to do that. We've seen that. And this is this will be yet another piece of all that, that there is no wise old man on the subject. No one can yeah. say, oh, we had this 40 years ago and here's what we did to resolve that mm-hmm. legally, ethically, whatever. Right. You just can't do it. I mean, because the... <clears throat> The idea of saying, well, you know, we could refuse service or we wouldn't refuse service. I mean, either way, someone could say, I'm going to litigate. I'm going to sue whatever. Yeah. I mean, we certainly have seen that there are people in this world who will sue regardless of whether there's a legal basis for anything or not. Um, so they can and will. But, yeah, it's, it, it's a, I think it's a very gray area. And yeah, I, I would I would agree with you on your view that I don't think once it's readily available to everyone, it would be the same to me. Well, not the exact same, but similar to me in terms of, you know, when you go back and you and I have talked about this, Brian, offline is when you go back to March and April, when this was first a thing and people, you know, when they were talking about people should wear masks and it wasn't even mandated yet in our local area, uh, our local areas people were saying, well, I can't get a mask. They're not available. Mm -hmm. I have to beg, borrow, and steal just to get a surgical mask. No one can say that now. I mean, you can get a mask anywhere. You could even walk into a restaurant and say, I'm not eating here, but sell me one of your 50-cent masks, and they'll do it. Um, So, yeah. So gut feel, Rachel, because, again, you're the person here that will be directing a show quicker than anyone if come time for your show to open and i could guarantee you and your staff i'm not asking for a definitive answer but just a feeling right now 
now how you feel as of uh, 139 on December 30th to in 2020. If I made the entire casket, the cast and crew have a vaccine to come back and you knew the staff was all vaccinated, uh, understanding that I can't require or don't have the capability of making sure that everyone in the audience is vaccinated, would, do you think you would feel comfortable recommending to your cast to come back to perform in June, assuming that I did the other things? I mean, I think so, yeah. It does raise an interesting point, something you just hit on, and it's, I mean, call it rhetorical for now, but, you know, I wonder, I wonder businesses in general, if they're going to say, okay, it's not a yes or no on a vaccine. It's a, you, you can show proof of vaccine or you can wear a mask. Mm. You know, I mean, cause I think there are people who would, would have given the choice of those two, they would wear a mask. Yeah. They won't keep, they won't keep it on, but they'll walk in with it. Yeah. So Christina, have you given any thought to how you're going to approach camps this summer again? Do you think if it is readily available? Well, and they've not approved it in children yet, though. Yeah. I guess that's the no. other thing. It's, that's a whole waiting game to see. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I would love to operate uh, camps normally, if possible. It just kind of depends. But, um, you know, if we have to proceed like we are still social distancing, then you know, we'll, we'll cut on the air of, uh, caution there. Like we'll, we'll take the side of caution for kids. I mean, like that's just the long and short of that. Sure. Well, kid safety is clearly number one priority here at GCT, but, um, so let me just, if before say May, they do approve the vaccine for kids. Do you see a scenario in which you would want to require a vaccine to attend camp? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like, without a doubt and it's you know it's different but it's not out of the realm of normalcy because you know you have to vaccinate your kids to send them to school yeah i mean they have to get their boosters you know it's the same thing and it's not fun to watch them and have it either no it's sad (laughs) poor things but we do it because we care we don't want them and everyone else get polio (laughs) kind of important um yeah yeah uh that would if it's available by the time camp start it'll be required and that's yeah just hard stop right there yeah well this has been your public health service (laughs) discussing reopening (laughs) of theaters here at gct we're so thankful you've tuned in to listen today uh, please know that all opinions uh, expressed in this segment are absolutely correct and you should take them as fact. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping well, it really light today. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. uh, while you guys are having this serious discussion, I'm having fun retyping everyone's names. In Zoom. I yeah, was noticed. noticing that. I, I drew um, a goggle fire. I drew, <laughs> I drew a picture of a plant. So that's what we're doing. Uh, Chicago PD fire. Uh, and what's the other one? Chicago law or something? Big fat asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, that was a good serious feature, Brian. So, yeah. Wow. Nice. 
very responsible. Yeah, you got us, sounding. You got us all you. to be adults for a second. That was cool. Well, no, no. let Almost. me drag you back down into the, the abyss of Let's get into dunks. Come on. So, oh, I've got my dad yeah. jokes ready. Way, Don't to, worry. way to introduce me nice. to this podcast on a uh, on a downer note. Yeah. yeah, wow, Much, this is not. Thank you, He's like, Rachel, since you're directing a show coming up, what, what's your get, get on this uh, little platform and say important things. On the Budweiser <laughs> yeah, hot seat right. is Brian's wife, Rachel. <laughs> See, I, I knew that Rachel doesn't put up with my shenanigans, so that's why I wanted to act like no, we're all serious. You're trying, to, you're trying to trick her into thinking that we're serious? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> all a... Hey, Booze. if I know that uh, that Brian and Paul are together, I know it's not serious. <laughs> right. Fair assessment. So, so, moving on to the not serious shit. Bleep. Um, <laughs> so, um, again, because content is hard to come by in the Broadway world because Broadway's not open for obvious reasons. Um, I've been, you know, scrimping around and decided that it's you've been you doing know, what? Scrimping around? Yeah. Scramping, scrimping, scrimping. slopping. Scrimping around. Okay. Yeah. Something <laughs> slutting around, you call it that. So time to pose some okay. questions to you guys, the panel. Scrimping. Um and say We'll have two different versions of this. Here's the first one, and this is this will be cliched, but I, I still like to hear people's thoughts on this stuff because it's funny to me. Some of them are. <laughs> so let's call the first category musicals and or plays you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it would be you'd have to see it like on they stage. are many. But it okay. could be, yeah, it could be in a community setting. It could be on Broadway. It could be something in between. It could be a, a middle school production of something, um, yeah. which some people in this group have seen many of. Um, Ooh, rehearsals too. So, but, you know, like I said, we're not looking for one of each. We're looking for out of musicals and plays as a group. What's the funniest one you've ever seen? Let's start mm. with Brian. Uh, musicals or plays or either one of one. each? No, uh, either one. Ironically the funniest... funny, or honestly funny. <laughs> like it's the funniest to you. No, not I've, it's not unintentional comedy. I've seen comedy. some really, really hysterical dramas before. Um, hey, if that's the funniest one to you, okay. you can gotcha. find. Go with uh, sorry to interrupt you, Brian. I was yeah. I no, no, it's, I deserve <laughs> interrupting. It's cool. <laughs> Since I didn't uh, credit you as a director earlier, so I'd say everything you throw sure, yeah. sure. Uh, Funniest play I've seen either play musical would have to be play that goes wrong. Oh, yeah, that was good. It's a good choice. So, Kevin, what about you? Uh, so yes, it can be really, something that was really, unintentionally funny. Well, I... <laughs> I saw a very funny production of Les Miserables one time, Um, (laughs) but the true funniest one is probably, I saw a really great production. Well, I saw a great production of One Man, Two Governors uh, that blew my face off and I laughed hysterically. Um, I also saw a really, really beautifully hysterical uh, production of The Tempest once um, that brought out a thousand times more funny in that show than you would think uh, was available in it. Um, And those two really, really stuck with me. 
Okay. Christina, what about you? Well, I was going to say play that goes wrong, too. That's fine. But, I, but I've also seen some really great tragic shows that have made me laugh. <laughs> like um, what? <laughs> there is a production. Gosh, did you guys hear this? Nobody listens to this anyway. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, there's a production of um, a little musical called Cabaret I saw a while back that I still quote to this day. Um, oh. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> That's for the after party. Was this Man. the cabaret that uh, one of our pod cast members was on in? Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no. Probably not. There are a few things I remember from that show, and I will talk about them later. There's one yeah, in particular. One. Yeah, probably. You There's one in particular me. that I see. Scr- here's the thing: nobody, <laughs> nobody knew who I was until I married Brian, and then I was like Brian's wife. So oh, wow. I basically didn't exist theatrically Ew. until I married him. That's why I did it. I mean, oh. <laughs> Brian, Brian said he doesn't know anybody earlier. So uh, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. He's like, I made you a star, <laughs> baby. Even though he's Mr. GCT. <laughs> <laughs> I made you who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I created you. So what's your funniest one, Rachel? Um, I would have to say I and I'm com- being completely biased here, uh, but the midnight showing of first date here at GCT. Oh. <laughs> that was Beyond words, the funniest show I have ever seen, and um, a lot of that had to do with uh, with one one fine actor in particular who did something that we never uh, expected on stage. Um, and I cannot wait to remount that show so that we can share <laughs> that again with everyone. That's a delight. Okay, good answer. Yeah, so, almost everyone on the podcast was here for that event. So. That, yeah, that was a fun night. I know I was. I don't remember all of it, but oh, I was God. here. Um, <laughs> Why would you? We had an open bar on stage. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was memorable Man. when I got here at ten thirty. Um, Why did I not get to see that? What show was I doing? I know that I was in a show. When was this? Look, it was look, in the cover. spring. This would so have been spring of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Act of God. Probably. Act of God. I think but, it was actually. Yeah. Were you doing Jason, that show at midnight? Because it seems like you could have been to the midnight oh, show. Oh, um, a little shade, huh? Oh, we're not. Mm. Oh, we're not here to shame people for not seeing other people's shows. That's ta- that's ta- no, right? no, no, no. I, I don't. I don't. I don't go see anybody's shows. I did see Act of God. I'm never coming. I'm never coming. No, Kevin. Do you remember? You, you, I didn't know if you even knew who I was, but I, after Act of God, I just praised you profusely about how good you were. In that show, I do remember you were what very sweet, and that's still very sweet of you to say it. And as long as you're willing to keep saying those words to me, I will welcome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he told me offline it was very average. So no, I didn't. <laughs> Paul's a liar that likes to create conflict. Possible. <laughs> I pulled the pin on that grenade and set it in your lap. Um, <laughs> no, I Kever drugged that show along uh, with him. He certainly did. Amen. Oh my God! If Amen. I can't imagine what that show would have been and how terrible it would have been had Kevin not saved its soul. Oh, you're very sweet. No, that show was very fun. It was an absolute marathon um, just because you never stopped for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but the there were two nights 
uh, that were pure and utter hell to get through. Uh, one was because uh, I had an audience who, it j they hated me. They hated my guts <laughs> from the Aww. second oh, I no. walked on. Well, because it's kind of an in-your-face type of show and they yeah. were not ready True. to be uh, set upon, uh, so to speak. And uh, the other one was the weirdest crowd I've ever been a part of or ever performed for ever. They had the time of their lives. They were laughing so hard at not making a peep. So I couldn't <laughs> ride laugh lines because they wouldn't audibly laugh. But there were like, everybody was just like open mouths and tipping their heads back and nudging the person next to them in complete silence. So I think awesome. that, that day we started 10 minutes late, I know for a fact we did, and the show ended 10 minutes early. So we shaved 20 minutes off the show because <laughs> wow. they wouldn't laugh. As it the audience hit the mute the button. craziest, yeah. Anyway. It definitely wasn't the one that uh, that we attended. I am a very excellent uh, audience member and laugh She's at great. legitimately anything. <laughs> Good. Brian, Good. however, is one of the ones that will uh, laugh inaudibly. So, um, nice. you know, there's also that. I, I try to make up for both. But, he will uh, sigh audibly, too. Play, play, oh, that goes wrong. play that goes wrong. I was too tired from laughing to laugh during the second act. I was like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop making jokes. Oh, I can't handle this I was in anymore. pain. Like, physical oh. pain. Well, I mean, watching the Those Goes Wrong show, that's, that, I'm that way. Good. I can't. Yeah, I just, they're so good. So let's be friends with them. Yeah, that would yeah, be nice. Let's do it. Uh, next one. This one's really gonna tickle everyone's fancy. The mm. remember it can be a musical or a play, not one of each. The most boring one you've. Which ever part seen. of a person is the fancy? Oh, that's rude. That's a rude question. Boring? Oh, come on. Nobody listens anyway. <laughs> okay. That's our excuse for I've, everything. No one listens. I've sat through many boring plays, and you guys have too. Man, the most doesn't boring. say anything about the production itself, yeah. necessarily. Just yeah, like the production could be done. Yeah. The actors are just show. not alive. Hey, Trevor, I just sent you a friend request. Do what? I was like, I said I just sent you a friend request. Oh hell yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna address so that now instead Sorry. of addressing Paul's Sorry, question. Sorry, Paul, you, That's you okay. were saying. Yeah, <laughs> apparently the most boring category is this one. Um, <laughs> the uh, most no, boring I show did. I ever saw, I'm going to say, I've seen it twice, it's Our Town. Can't oh. stand that show. Uh, boring as hell. Truth. I don't care who's doing it. It's, it's boring. The worst. The true worst. I would, I would agree. I, that, I'm is, gonna, that is I, a viable option. I may be about to offend hmm. two people on this uh -oh. podcast, but 1776 is so boring. Oh, I you're not, definitely... no, no, you're not offending anyone. <laughs> I, I drank off it. stage through half the show. Oh, wait, that's it out loud. <laughs> What'd you say? It's Paul didn't write that play. Mm. I, I drank off stage through half that show. Also, I feel the exact same way about that show, and I had to be there every night for it. Kevin <laughs> and, and I have talked about this ad nauseum. He didn't yeah. get the chance to go off stage and drink like yeah, I did. Yeah, Paul had I that least, beautiful luxury of getting I mean, off stage for two thirds of the, the show. And how how long how long would you say? I'm going to guess an hour and twenty minutes. That uh, scene three. 
the infamous mm-hmm. scene three? I think it's 45 minutes. It felt I think like that an was hour the, 40. The, it felt way longer than it was, but I think the official time was like 40 or 45 minutes of yeah, they're, just sitting. They're just sitting, no music. The show. And scene three, I mean, is interminably long. I mean, yes. so yeah, many it's pages. It's, I mean, we, we had, I think we had a week and a half or two weeks of rehearsal just doing like the first half of that scene. Ugh. And I think I think it would be a completely different story if the musical numbers were at all exciting. Uh, yep. But there's like two that make you go, okay, that was, I would listen to that one more time and then that would be it. The rest of them, you're like, Jesus, just shut up. Please just shut up. I would rather yeah. you stand and talk to each other again yeah. than sing this interminable song. I imagine that's, that's, that's a very hard show to be in the orchestra for. Like, oh, God, yeah. long periods of tedium. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, I'll say, I, I mean, I, I told Kever every night it, I would be sitting off stage left in the shop. And when I would hear him do his just luridly exciting song about the slave trade, um, <laughs> that's yes. when I knew to put down the flask or the second flask and start walking back to put my wig back on. And then Richard mm-hmm. Henry Lee, some nights needed to be two wheeled onto the stage because <laughs> it was just so much Sorry. waiting. I mean, and well, part of it, it wasn't just the, the show, mind you. It was that <laughs> we'll say we had some fellow cast members who really liked to string things out. Oh, my God. Nothing oh, makes me more oh, angry. Oh, oh. I mean, there was one yeah. part in particular that between he and... Tyler Vernon and Charles McGowan and I all timed it. The first weekend, there was one part, I won't say who or what it was, where a person makes an entrance that was taking about 45 seconds the first weekend. By the, by the third weekend, not the fourth, the third weekend, it took three minutes and 10 seconds. It, it, was, it was shockingly long. I love the fact that y'all were timing Time we didn't have much else, well, to we do. Have nothing else to do. <laughs> we didn't have anything else to do. We didn't have sit lines. <laughs> Kevin did get hit oh, by we... the scrim one night. So I got hit exciting. by the scrim oh, one night. No. Yeah. That's the worst. That fun. Hit me in the shoulder. I Thankfully, think it hurts. hit me in the shoulder. During that, during that show, I remember getting uh, text updates from Will Kim about uh, Paul's inebriation level. <laughs> she was oh checking God. in on me. <laughs> and she was yeah, drinking yeah, some yeah, of it, too. Had... Hey, you know, Will Kim does what she wants. Oh yeah, well, it's I I get, I'll tell you another story <laughs> offline with her and I. But uh, <laughs> so, anybody else got a most boring show? Yeah, uh, we used to do um, uh, where I went to school. We would host the uh, high school drama festival. So at the university mm-hmm. I went to, we would host it and we would like run it. Um, and there was this one year. Both shows this very same year, and I think they were on the same day as well. Um, One of them was a production of Trifles, uh, and the other one was a production of Alice in Wonderland. Um, Trifles was terribly, terribly boring because they didn't know their lines at all, to the point where between every single line, there was like, easily a minute and a half pause oh no. and so Ooh. the whole audience is just like squirming and they're like this is this ain't Ooh. right this is some some 
Ooh. Something something got a clip along with this. And uh, the whole thing was like they had 45 minutes to set up their set, do the show and strike their set. Yeah. Um, and they barely made it. They they were like 15 to 20 seconds away from losing it. Um, yeah. And then Alice in Wonderland was the only time I have ever left a show feeling like my IQ had dropped. Because it was so poorly done. It was so bad. They almost pushed the set into the orchestra pit oh, uh, no. to the point where their director who was in the audience had to scream out, stop! <laughs> oh no. Oh, it was awesome. So yeah, that was that was probably the worst just because I yeah. felt, I Let's literally felt dumb after I left it. Yeah. Man. Okay. Uh, for rough. the sake of time, I'm gonna move on to the next one. So this is a musical or, or a play made you want to cry the most? I cried at everything. Hmm. Baby. I'll cry it. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, but Motherhood. Uh, plug. <laughs> oh. Um, plug. plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, there, There's one particular, um, well, two particular songs that I... I I can't even, when we were having rehearsals, albeit in masks and everything at the very beginning of all of this, um, we, I had to completely skip over um, because I, I just, I cannot listen to it without crying. Um, so yeah, motherhood. Was that, was that <laughs> nudge, nudge. No, no, Danny's mom. Danny's mom. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, which is one of the ones that um, the, the, lyricist the creator wrote for her firstborn so yeah. oh. it's uh it's cool oh, it, it pulls at the at the heartstrings y'all anybody else got one Sounds lovely i'm uh, not kidding when i say uh, i'll cry at anything so this is a bad question for me a really good production of angels in america i cry almost mm. the whole time just because Next that show is a work of art Show. Next to normal got really? pretty good. So oh, next to yeah. normal, absolutely. Yeah. That was that's tough. <laughs> I, I'm really this is it's not a joke that it happened, but it is gonna sound like a joke. I cried tears of laughter at the crucible. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just the one that Brian was in? No, the oh. one here. I was in that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the I didn't Brian cry did? tears yeah. of joy at, or laughter at the end. Oh, I was a baby. I was a baby. I was like eighteen. Oh, it wasn't then. This this was in the last couple of years, and this was it wasn't at any of the female cast. I'll say there were some there were some male huh. cast members that I laughed at enough to mm. cry. So, well, um, you know. So here's the next one. Uh, it's a musical or play that you hate the most, but everyone else seems to love it. Uh, I knew we go that was going to elicit a response. Come on, uh, bring it. Boeing, Boeing at GCT. <laughs> oh, God. Trick. Shots fired. Oh, wow. my God. Damn. In general, uh, Rachel hates most of the shows I'm in. So. That is <laughs> hilarious. Um, that, is, that 
first of all, that is false. Second of all, uh, that show happened while Brian and I were engaged and we never got engagement pictures, but he took engagement pictures with all three of the females in that particular show. So, boom. That's really funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, it's, it's not, the, <laughs> not the show itself. It's... <laughs> that that was in the show. <laughs> that's what it feels like now at least that's awesome. become a, a personal attack <laughs> well, it's, it it's weird so i got to the point where i cringe because for whatever reason people still bring that show up and if she's with me when people come up to me and say oh you're so good and boeing boeing i'm like oh Eric. no i'm about to get it Every effing time. <laughs> like, oh, he's done other shows. Can you please talk about any other, any other one? Just any so other one. Funny. <laughs> See, having my wife on the podcast was fun, guys, right? I love yeah. it. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> it's still going on, Chief. This I'm is why I wanted to add a regular feature, but <laughs> <laughs> anybody else? Look, Kevin, I, I know like... you have one. Come on. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Christina. Go ahead, Christina. I feel like I've said this a thousand times. It's not new information that I hate Mama Mia and everyone loves it. Oh, I don't. No, no oh, they I don't. No, they don't. I hate it. I feel, like it. I feel like people just love that show. And I. Some people do. <sighs> yeah. And I don't and pa- trust passionately. Those like, yeah, you know I don't what trust I mean? Them. Mm-hmm. They're not to be trusted. Mm-mm. I don't know. Anything I talk about that forever. I would, it comes up. I every- would say that one. Um, I would also say uh, cats is oh. is oh, insufferable. Yeah. Yep. But so I many people act like it, it is this pure ball of joy, as as well as South Pacific. I would rather um, well. cut my eyes out of my face every day of my life instead of see South Pacific one more time. I hate mm. that show. It's pretty bad. That's interesting. Right. Have you have you seen it? Like have you seen it a lot? I feel like it never gets produced because of I've seen it like three times. Know. Interesting. Three different productions. Yeah. And I've hated it every single that time. That is some it's absolute long, bullshit that, that you've so seen long. it that many times and I I've never got to that damn show. But if I had to burn one in the eternal pits of hell, it's cats. It is oh, yeah. that is the worst you piece just, of garbage. You just need to be properly ever. taught then. I'll say yeah. that's how I yeah. feel about uh Joseph. I never yeah. have to see Joseph ever again. That's the I I hate cats also, but I'll burn Joseph in a fire in a heartbeat. I I, I would burn cats before Joseph because Joseph Mm-mm. is much 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 shorter. But fast. man, uh, yes, it like gets in my my skin. It's it those those weird little repeating modulating phrases well, where they just take a a go-go joe and they modulate 10 times but it's the same thing i can't do it it makes me want to die who wrote that one is that the elton john one Hmm? no it's just weber oh okay that's just our boy which one did elton john do that's i billy billy oh billy elliott Elliott. there we go never seen it i have no knowledge i just know a good one it's not good. It's okay. it's very very average. Well, uh, yeah, I'd much <laughs> rather watch the movie. Um, Electricity. Um, if I had to pick one, and I'll say I sat through a very entertaining version of it because Kevin and I were drinking through it, is Godspell. 
<laughs> and that's because mm-hmm. people in my family love Godspell because they're, I mean, Kevin and I sat through a version that was straight out of your local giant Southern Baptist youth group. And yeah. we, of course, showed up already having hit the bottle. And that just made mm-hmm. it more so. We got shushed a couple times for laughing. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's because we were laughing. I thoroughly enjoyed the production, but not because of the production. <laughs> yeah. So, And people there seemed to eat it up where we were. <laughs> and I thought there, it was absolute okay. slaw. <laughs> it was yeah. just, think south of the border. Um, <laughs> you could not have been more transparent with that. Really good, really good job. And that could have been a sexual reference, for all you know. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, Paul. Paul doesn't like our Hispanic Mexican neighbors. <laughs> what? Not that far south. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so now we'll move on to the other category, which is this is a show you've been in, or you've been in the staff for, but probably one you've been in. So these, I think these are going to be a little more fun. So the first one is not that many people saw it, but they should have. Mm, maybe not as many people. I feel like no one came. Wait, what? Not as many people saw it as you think should have. It was good. Like you thought it was really good, but not a lot of people came to see it for some reason. Yeah. When we did head over heels, uh, whatever, last last season i feel like uh everyone was going to see cats which you know we've already discussed that and uh we didn't have like nearly as large of audiences as i as i expected because that show was extremely like hyped up when it was on broadway like people loved it that was a really fun production i was kind of like where where the hell are the people why this is way more fun this is so much more fun like why aren't you having more fun with it? Why wouldn't why wouldn't people be here to have fun? I don't get it. Anyway, I don't know. I would say Glass Menagerie. I mean, we had yeah. people there, but we didn't have near the amount of people that you know we wanted. Yeah, that was such a good show. It was a good show. I will say that. Team Everson, you guys have to have one. Come on. They're both deep in thought. Uh, wow, really? I, I guess for me, maybe Fools, I thought was... I thought Fools was would great. Have, would have been a lot... I, I was surprised particularly the audience here didn't come out like I thought they would. Mm. Uh, and I thought it was Were quite silly in? and uh, or- just a, a, something that you could have just really sat and enjoyed and gone home and had a good time. But uh, Were you in that one? Yeah, I was in that one. Hmm. Yeah, it's Count Nusekovich. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that does seem like a show that. Yeah. What about you, Ray? Ray, you have one. Uh, no. Okay. I mean, all of mine are very well attended. So. (laughs) I would say, okay, if I may offer a suggestion, the show you did at um, at Congo, I thought was really good. And uh, at least the night I was there, there wasn't anybody there. That Madison. Oh yeah. Um, yes. Thank you. Um, uh, something about an island. Very memorable. Something about an island. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Not uh, once upon this pregnant, island, right? So, no. Yes. Yes. 
It was, but that was when, um, that was with my, uh, Whitehaven high school cast. Um, it oh, was, cool. it was actually really good. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That was um, I love that, like that show. show. Yeah. That was a, it's that was pretty. a while ago. Um, cause I was, I was pregnant with Aria at the time. So I was full on 11 months pregnant, uh, directing the show and teaching kids how to like Viennese waltz. It was, uh, it was pretty intense. Um, and our venue, like uh, where we were supposed to perform got changed, um, like last minute shush, um, got not, changed they last don't minute. exist so, anymore. We could absolutely make fun of them. Okay. Um, well anyway, it was very awkward. Um, like, I mean, lighting had already been set up at the previous, uh, venue and, uh, and we had to. Uh, vacate and without any help for this 11 month pregnant mama um, move oh, everything uh, into a new space so it was it's was pretty intense but luckily voices of the south I mean kudos to them they are phenomenal and um, yeah they are yeah you know I, I really I love that space it is so it's cool so intimate it's and so cool. yeah it is it is it is phenomenal <clears throat> Um, one of my favorite performances, um, myself was there. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful that they, you know, opened their doors to us and, and let us perform there. Um, so yes, I would say once on this Island with my, my, my high school babies, um, Mm -hmm. my last show at, uh, from Whitehaven high school was, was there. That's sweet. It's a good one. Yeah. Cool. So the next one, because uh, I, I was going to say, I've been in some shows that a lot of people saw, but shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> yes. Show oh, you've been boy, in, oh boy. Probably because I was in it. Uh, show you've been in or been in the staff for that was the, the we'll call it the least satisfying show that yeah. you've done. Like you totally could have taken that two or three months of your life back. Mm-hmm. Many times. Don't say that. Girl. You'd never have the fisting Sweeney. story if you didn't Sweeney, do it. Sweeney, Sweeney, Sweeney. I know, but I also would have had a lot more time that. to do things that I wanted to do if I hadn't done that show. Ah, oh, Jesus. It was, it what was, was the, the show that I regret doing most in my entire career. Aww. I can't right say here that. at GCT, by the way. Right here at GCT. That's right. And it had nothing to do with GCT. <laughs> no. Let no, me make it, that. It didn't. Perfectly. It really didn't. It didn't. Not the organization, perhaps the leadership no, in charge no, no. at the time, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. The organization as a whole. Let's say there was. Did you know that? Did you know I auditioned for that play? Um, a lot of people auditioned for that play and uh, count your many, many blessings that you weren't blessed. Yeah. With a lot a of people dropped call. out of that play, too. Yeah. Yeah, they more did than, for good more than you would expect. I almost did after the first rehearsal. Well, I went, oh God, this isn't going to end well. It was, but I, I stuck say, with it because I had made the commitment. I agree. I it was not it. a great show, but I thoroughly enjoyed everything but the show. <laughs> yes. Getting to yes, hang out and drink that. and, you know, tell <laughs> stories and make fun of other people. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And, you know, build a friendship. Yes. Right. I needed that after Beauty and the Beast Hell at Theater Memphis. Oh God, I forgot mm. about that. 
and that was right after (laughs) that was right after yes that was two shows in a row that were fresh hell to be in yeah Yeah. but i would do beauty and the beast again before i did one more rehearsal of sweeney i would do oh my god yeah paul what what was the original question uh the least the least satisfying show you've ever been in or worked on Okay. Mm. Uh, this is an easy one for me. Okay. I did a I did a production of Three Penny Opera in college that I actively told people not to come see. Oh. Oof. It was first of all that show is already like mm, two hours and 40, 45 minutes long. It's got some length. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she ain't for everybody. <laughs> you know, like, it's not a fun time to sit and watch Brecht for that long. And this girl, uh, she ended up being three hours long because our director kept adding things oh. to the show, which, uh, I mean, oh, God, it was it was a nightmare on top of a nightmare, that show. I I want that time of my life. It was also my senior year. It's um, a tough time to have a show like that. Yeah, and I was just like, I just want to graduate. Can we, can I just have, do I have to be here? I mean, if I do asked I my to- son Carson this question, it would be pretty much every show he ever did. Um, <laughs> just because life has well, treated Carson him unfairly. He's 17, so life just sucks for him, right? Yeah. Those shows suck. They all suck. <laughs> I can say he has a fresh hate for Mama Mia as well because he did it at the high school. Nice. So, oh yeah, I guess he would have, huh? Yeah, Plain Sky is not one of his. Uh, it's not going in his uh, CV. I'll tell you that. Nice. <laughs> so, anybody else got yeah. one? I was in Secret Garden at DFT. Ooh. Wait, what? Not That's not a the musical. Whammy. Not the musical. <laughs> They yeah. did the straight version. Oh, Back in like 2011-ish? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. Straight yeah. No uh-huh. Chaser version? Yeah. Ugh. I was in one scene at the very end, and it was the worst waste of time of my life. I thought, that's I, all, I thought yours that's would have been the, the, uh, the Halloween slot that was here at GCT some years ago. What was that? That was no. Yeah. Oh, um, that show, uh, Twilight of the Gods. Mm, that, yeah, that one. Never seen that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, know that, for me. Yeah. That go ahead. Very good. Either. I mean, my mine is hands down doing newsies. Um, <laughs> the part, the part I played, I, it wasn't a. I didn't mind playing a small part. I mean, that was fine. It was just the part was not good and it was just a, the show to work on it was just it was yeah it just wasn't there was nothing fun about it yeah so um so here's here's the next question i think we all have one of these at least one of these two i certainly hope so um because you guys have done a lot more shows than i have um the best and i'm by this i'm referring to like your your fellow castmates production staff everybody as a whole the best group you've ever been in when you've done a show oh y'all already like, know the answer what show do you have hands that is down the, the, yeah 
you guys know where I'm going. So go ahead. Yeah. What if I just said something that wasn't first date and y'all were like expecting? Yeah, <laughs> like Brian, Brian, Brian and Rachel were, Brian and Rachel were like, oh, our show. And I was like, I don't know. Cow. Velveteen Rabbit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we were uh, no. First date. Uh, for me, hands down, it would be it would be first date uh, yeah, that we did date. here at GCT. First date, first date, and first date. Those are my top three. Nice. <laughs> um, I would probably say either Glass Menagerie or Complete Works of Shakespeare. Oh God, that show was so good, and that cast yeah. was so good. It was. So good. It was, was one fun. of those. Yeah, it was one of those times where like you just are excited to be at rehearsal every night. Yeah. Um, and then Good once God. we got many, the runs, it was, it was a blast. I imagine. Many props to, to Jeff Pawson because yeah. he's an incredible he's genius. Patron saint Jeff Pawson. Yeah, he was, mm-hmm. he was the perfect person to direct that one. Yeah. He's We're smart. very excited to have uh, Jeff Pawson mm-hmm. directing Clue, which... Uh, Rachel will be in hopefully in the fall, assuming people get their damn shots. Yeah, that'll awesome. be good. Yeah, we'll see. Have you ever worked with him before as a director? What? Wasn't Have I cast in that? You were casting that. No shirt, no <laughs> shot, no service. Suck it up, people. Yeah. Remember what show you're in? <laughs> okay, no shoes, no shot, no service. Shirts there are optional. So, um, <laughs> So the last one is, this is kind of the converse of what we just asked. The other cast members were so shitty that that you were or you could have been driven to drink your way through it. Brian Everson. <laughs> is that a show? I've never heard of that one. <laughs> the Brian Everson show. That is that is me uh, anticipating the answer to this question. Come on, well, Brian. It's uh-oh. been set up for you um, on a tee. Hit that ball, buddy. Um, I, like twog, in case you were wondering, twi- uh, you twi- were drinking gods. peppermint schnapps pretty much every night. Twilight of the Gods, yes. Twilight of the Was gods. that the only thing available? Are so, you a college girl? <laughs> I mean, yes. were, mad, were they out a mad dog? <laughs> okay, now hold up. So Boone's Farm wasn't producing that year. Going it so going into the show, just so you know, I'd never had pepper peppermint schnapps before. Obviously. Okay. And uh then one night we got bored in rehearsal and um <laughs> Someone went to the liquor store and got it. Oh, God. And I tried it. I was like, this is amazing. Oh, no. <laughs> How old were you, 12? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. yes 12. Yes, I was 12. Was. <laughs> I was absolutely 12. This was living in the Christian compound that was yeah. your home days. <laughs> That's right. And then, uh, oh, my God. So that was pregame. And then every night before the show, I went and got a big bottle of wine that we were allowed to drink during the show on stage. Oh, man. So wow. by, the, by the end of the show, most nights, I, I don't recall much of the Schnockered. show. Damn it. Boy. Rachel, thank you for bringing Schnockered. that story into my life. Yeah. But I, I wish I'd heard it before welcome. Christmas. If I'd heard it before Christmas, he would have gotten a big <laughs> quart of peppermint schnapps. Oh, hell yeah. You're, getting, so, you're only getting rumplements from me from now on, baby. You guys, so you guys Over. Are, I I was at the store um, Chris, Christmas Eve or 
the 23rd, one of the two. And I saw the rumplements and I almost oh grabbed it. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, now's that's... the time because now you can stick it in hot chocolate. It would be forgivable. Yes. Yeah. We, I, I like to, to mix it with uh, the chocolate uh, liqueur. It's mm. a, a junior mint. Uh, Before chocolate. we go any further, I just want to point out the fact that Brian asked me to be on this yesterday. So um, <laughs> it's all his fault. Great. <laughs> Glad for you personally. So, now that mm-hmm. we've heard that one, how's that drink treating you there, Rachel? Do you like that drink? Are you drinking a Cosmo? Yes, ma'am. Oh, uh, I, I really enjoy a Cosmo. Me too. So what other cast members so shitty that they drove you to drink or you thought of it? <clears throat> I have several. Uh, I did a I did a production of um oh, uh, Camelot in college. <laughs> Oof. But it was it was with the music department. So not an actor one on stage except for me and maybe two other people. Uh, and it's a show of like 30 plus cast members. So it was all these music kids who didn't know what they were doing, weren't paying attention, weren't taking anything seriously, weren't being professional in any sense of the manner. And it just drove me insane. It yep. drove me insane. Yep. That's it, the full have- stop. Okay. Hey, so Rachel, what about that Uh-oh. the the pajama thing you were in at stage door? Would that be yours? Ooh. Bananas and pajamas is a musical. Oh wait, what was the question? What's the original question? Y'all so the, were your fellow cast members struggling to drink? Oh mm, no, that was more fun than anything. Um yeah, uh what was that called? I never saw another butterfly. That Where did I get pajamas the, from? I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, because there is another uh, Holocaust show, uh, which is a film by the name of The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Uh, um, that's oh, okay. that's yeah, where yeah. you got that from. Okay. Which is it's a, a beautiful, film. lovely, so beautiful oh. film. Rip your heart out. Uh, so yeah, um, the right place. Yeah, that's where you were going with that. No, I'm sure you were not. <laughs> I was like, I didn't um, but yeah, think this is uh, what this was. Mm, nope. I don't not think at all. I can uh, I, answer one. But yes, um, I don't know that that one drove me to drink. That was more fun than anything else. Hmm. I mean, I, hmm. I'll say, you know, even though I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed the backstage aspects of it for the most part, Sweeney Todd drove me to drink. Oh, yeah, that that was the first show that I actually started drinking mid show. I'll say it, and it was totally worth it because I got a great story yeah. out of it that Kevin and I will always have. <clears throat> but it also was there was just so much shit to it that it was you couldn't not drink. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how many bottles of whiskey we polished off during that run, but more than we should. Yeah. Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's been that feature today. Loved all the all feedback. Right. It's great. So we're moving on to it's time for Auntie Kever's Lake Effect comments from the wilds of Chicago. Oh, what a joy. Bring okay, it on, I Kever. do have, I've got two things to discuss. One is just a, uh, a quick little jab 
Uh, and the other one is uh, a bit of enlightenment, we'll say. Um, if you're uh, in college and uh, you're referring to getting cast in your college's production of What the Hell Ever, you have not booked a show. You are not booked. You are booked paying it. to go to school and uh, you are paying to be in the show. So you didn't book anything if you're not getting paid. Um, so quit saying that. Also, quit trying to grow up so fast. For the love of God, enjoy <laughs> these things before being booked actually matters in your life and your career. Um, and that actually segues directly into this next thing. Um, regardless of where you are in your acting slash theatrical slash artistic career, um, I see it happen with a lot of people uh, who have ambitions for being a performer, being a technician, being a whatever. Uh, there comes a time, early is best, when you need to decide to view yourself critically as a performer, as a theater person, um, and you need to be honest with yourself in a way that you've never been honest before, because if you're trying to make this your career and you don't have what it takes, you're never gonna work and you're gonna be miserable. Um, and learning that early on is a valuable, valuable thing. Uh, because I know plenty of people who would love to be an actor more than anything in this world, but they're better suited at being a writer. And in being a writer, you could have an endless career, but you're stuck on being an actor and you will never have the career that you want. Um, so what I'm saying is adapt, be honest with yourself, be critical, be fair with yourself, but be critical. Uh, more critical than most people who see you in a community theater show will be with you. Uh, because in those settings, everybody's trying to be supportive, which is great. Yeah. Um, well, but they're, they're always so you, amazed you can remember all those lines. Right, of course, <laughs> of course. But you've got you've to know your type because uh, I hate to break it to some of you, you're never going to be an ingenue. You're never going to be the leading man, leading lady, leading person, what have you. It's just not for you. And if you sit there your entire life saying, I'm only going out for these roles that you're never going to get, you're never gonna get cast. However, if you embrace, oh my God, I have this ability to do comedy very well. I have this ability to you know, do uh, things with my body that people can't do. Embrace what you're good at and that will get you far in this world. Embracing what you want to be good at will not. Um, so yeah, just be, be honest with yourself. If you can do something, tag tag yourself to the thing that you're good at um because again it all it all just goes back to you won't work if you aren't good at something and if you're focusing on the thing that you're not good at you're never going to work dude uh, half so the time you won't work if you're good at something like that, that is exactly right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Right. yeah man you're not wrong because but yeah i just i see just so many talent. people yeah but in this business, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of, you know, you just have to be at the right place at the right time and right for the director, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
but yeah, don't, I just, I hate seeing people waste talents that they have for talents that they want. And I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's my, that's my diatribe. Be good to yourself. If you want a career in this business, you've got to be good to yourself or else you're not, you're just not going to make it. Also, don't go into this business full stop. Don't do it. Unless you absolutely have to do this, don't do it. Because it's not, it's, it is a hellacious business to be in. Continue. Ain't ain't that the truth? (laughs) Very true. Yeah, if there's anything that you can think of doing in this world that is more, that you could be happy doing, go do that. Don't do this. You've got to be. You've got to be willing to <laughs> to hear a lot of no's and uh, climb up an endless hill, and maybe you'll hear yeses from time to time. Otherwise, you're yeah. Anyway, I'm rambling. No, it's it's all great, and that's very true. And uh, I think uh, in in all the different career paths that I've been down at times. Uh, acting being a, a side thing for me i mean it's I, I know i'm not wouldn't be good enough to do it as a profession but other things that i have tried to do as a profession i've seen so many people in so many other walks of life do that as well think that's what i want to do and they're proficient but they're not great at it and they spend so many years trying to beat their head against the wall it's like look i get it that's why we're all different and unique because some of us are better at some things than others. And yeah. not many of us get the chance to be amazingly great at something that we also love and have the right timing to get into it big time. Yeah. That's yeah. so, yeah, that's very true. And, and you speaking, can like, go ahead. You can like love doing theater and just do it for fun. Like yeah, I absolutely. love doing and I love like my job but like dude I knew as soon as I graduated I was like I'm not moving to New York I'm not (laughs) there's no world in which I I want to do that yeah (laughs) you can just just love it and still do it it's fine some things you can try (laughs) some things I see people try that they love and then they go try to do it full time and they learn to hate it that's another that's another bad thing because you find, mm-hmm. oh, this is a complete lifestyle. Like I have yeah. to change my life for this. And I don't want to live, eat, sleep, breathe this stuff. I liked it in the quantity I was getting it. And so yeah. you yeah. see a lot of people break that way, unfortunately. We have like so, a lot of hustle culture that I feel like makes people find things that they like, especially creative things and try to turn them into like constant work. It's, I feel like I see it all the time with people my age that'll like be like, oh, I just found this like creative outlet and I'm kind of good at it. And now this is my hustle. And like, yeah. that's fine. But like, it is, it's, it feels constant hustle, hustle this, hustle your, like sell your paintings, like cross stitch things for people. Like you can just, <laughs> you can just have a hobby. It's okay. Right. Yeah. You can. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, you know. Yeah. No. Speaking of things that don't make you happy, let's move on to Christina's sexist casting call corner. <laughs> I uh, thought you were going to say the dad jokes. Something, doing something that would not make you happy. 
what would that casting call look like today, Christina? Give it to us. Mm, I got I got music. a good one. I found it like 10 minutes ago. Okay. Awesome. So this is, I think this is film. Yeah, but I can't, I'm not sure where. I only have to cut out. Okay. Leads. Leads. Two to three lead roles here, ladies. Okay. So oh, ready. a wide array. Only ladies, huh? Uh, I mean, you know. You've clearly not been paying attention to these casting calls. Now, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll read it to you and let you decide how yeah, about well, that. I won't try to prescribe a, a gender on here. They technically don't have one, but I'm going to assume. I'm going to make an assumption. But um, Okay. Greek goddesses. Perfect ten types. Call themselves <laughs> feminists. But never really thought about why they believe what they believe. Yeah, cool. Ooh. These actresses must be Miss America quality and looks. Preference. Preference. But I'm going to assume they mean preference. That's definitely right. what it says. Preference. <laughs> uh, Is that a prayer group thing? It's preference. <laughs> preference uh, will be given to formal national beauty contestants. Oh. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I, I thought we were looking for Greek goddesses, not American goddesses here. Can, I mean, we, can, <laughs> we've, can we talk about that they're not even considering state-level winning no, no, no. winning queens? Yeah. Bitch, you better have gone Iowa, to nationals. Don't bring that weak-ass shit in here. You if better you be Miss win, USA. You didn't at least win Miss Tennessee, then honey, pack your shit and get out of here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Miss Sevierville doesn't count. You know, Miss Knoxville, no, don't even bring that in here. Uh, call themselves feminists, but never really thought about why they believe what they believe makes me ascend from my human husk. <laughs> wow. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm looking at myself, like... However, I feel like we all know at least one of those. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the person who just rides the coattails of the trend and they're like, I'm totally a feminist. Like, okay, tell oh, yeah. what that means. Yeah. It's like, the, um... The cute non-intersectional ones. Yeah, we know them. We know them. <laughs> mm -hmm. We know them. Yeah. We know them well. I somehow uh, feel like, A, uh, that's probably not who's being referenced in this right. because uh, this shit was written by a man. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Perfect it's probably 10. Probably a no cis white one. Yeah, no nine point eights here. I mean, yeah, nope. I love, I love the the definiteness that has no that's up. coming with the perfect ten. Yeah, <laughs> Miss America type. But if it's Miss America type and you get preference if you've been Miss America, you then do you just want Miss America? Would you just say you want Miss America contestants? Yeah, I want, yeah. please. I want, yeah, I want a pageant girl. But they don't want. Okay. Here's the thing: I don't think they want to have to pay Miss America. It would be my initial well, guess. Oh, sure. I question. She got I seriously question the initials the at the bottom up. of the DJT. I mean, this I mean, sounds like something he would. Well, write. first of all, he would have plugged his own contest, not Miss America. <laughs> right. <laughs> if we're just all being honest. It's another hand grenade yeah. I'm putting in the middle of the zoom. <laughs> yeah, very sweet of you. Well, it's. I, one thing we can always be generally assured of with these casting calls is they're written by men and they're yes. meant for women. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they're not written by women, meant for men. Sometimes there is occasionally like one or two in here that I'm like, oh, the patriarchy hurts men too. There yeah. it is. I don't see mm -hmm. casting calls for a large breasted man 
who is a perfect 10 and is Challenge a great god. Write <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some casting calls for us. I'm about to I'm about to internet sleuth so we, hard. It's about to turn into an like essay the, uh, up in here. The body eating sushi thing we found. <laughs> oh god. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I like that. One. Yeah. So speaking of favorites. Now we're going to move on to Brian's wild and zany dad jokes of the day. Cue yeah. music. Right. Oh, Rachel looks thrilled, as thrilled as Christina usually mm. does. So, Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Should you let your wife leave for this so she doesn't no. like, leave you immediately after? There's so many other reasons to do that. Wouldn't she have left by now? Amen. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Staunch agreement from the gallery. So I, I have three amazing dad jokes for today. Great, go for oh. it. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. In He's my already opinion, laughing. That's not a good sign. <laughs> I'm gonna give you, in my opinion, the worst one first. Oh, like worst isn't we're gonna laugh the least or the most. Yes, that's the worst joke. Okay. Okay. What works faster than a calculator? I calc you now. I knew. I knew. Oh. Not good. Why isn't it calc you sooner? Right. Yeah. Why isn't it just? Why isn't it just the? Yeah. Why isn't it the opposite? Good job, Christina. Oh my God. Jokes. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Here's what you need to worry about now, is that you're you're now working on dad jokes in your spare time. Uh oh. Yeah, true. you're punching up dad jokes. Oh yes, he is. Yeah, but you know. That's a scary he tries them out on us sometimes, and it's not working. Oh no. <laughs> is this is this what happens? Like, uh, like we got out, we bought a house, and now I like I'm just I'm yeah. turning. Yeah. This is what's gonna happen. Like a werewolf. Wait for the it. The commercials are correct. Wait for you it. turn into your parents. Oh God, I love those commercials. I love that commercial so much. That when he's talking myself. about the stables, I laughed so hard. <laughs> oh wow, those were brilliant. Those were my brilliant. My favorite part is when, when they're walking by. When he says, like "We all see it. Boat. We all see it. See it. We all see it. Blue hair. Blue hair. Like it's busting out of their mouth. Blue. I like. Uh, no, you hired him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Gonna, uh, now you're using your speakerphone in the middle of a store. Is that the right thing to do? <laughs> I'm having was, a big lunch ad? and a snack for dinner. I think it's what progressive. Was that ad? Okay, because all I remember is enjoying the commercial. I couldn't tell you what they were selling. It's for sure insurance. <laughs> I think it's progressive. Yeah, it's something about, yeah. You're, yeah. It's all, all right. God, are we so ready good. for more? Yes. We're ready for oh. more. Of course we are. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. God. All right. So I started an, a new band. I called it Blanket. We're a cover band. Okay. <laughs> the women are not impressed. <laughs> I'm going to put those facial are expressions on the podcast. <laughs> All right. And the last one. I like that one. In my opinion, the best one I have today. Oh, God. Okay. Wow. So I uh, I found out my girlfriend is really a ghost. I had my uh. suspicions the moment she walked through the door. Okay. That one's kind of okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on the podcast, really. everybody. <laughs> Our bar has been lowered way down, if that's okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, like, I still think Aria is... 
I like Arya's joke better. Yeah. Oh, Arya wrote her own joke. Let's hear it. Is a four four year old girl, (laughs) and she wrote her own joke. I I will, I will cede this to Arya's mother. Why did the pucker? Or no, wait. Shoot. What did the puffer fist say to the other puffer fist? There you go. Boo. And then they both puffed up. That is a much better joke. This is a better joke. She wrote that by herself at four years old. Yeah. Yeah. What a cutie. What an angel. Maybe we should have her on the podcast. Yeah, really? Oh, no. Yeah, replace Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Captain Flame wow. out, replaced by his daughter. Wow. <laughs> How's it feel? Oh. Yeah, well. All I know is uh, Christina's going to be dealing with my daughter in summer camp uh, summer after next. So. Yeah. yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Mr. GCT hands his daughter off. We're going to party and it's going to roll. Like, Good luck. Have fun. Uh. <laughs> I mean, legit. She's like four going on 16. It's insane. Yes. She is a pistol. She's funny. I like her. Maybe if you really want to blow her mind, put her in camp and then have Eileen show up. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Eileen Where would she turn human. in that case? I mean, that's like Air Supply singing, I'm all out of love. Oh, yeah. Because I've given it all away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go anymore. So... Um, now we'll move on to closing rants sponsored by Jimmy the Cock. Uh, and this is for anyone who has a closing rant. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing today? Yep. He's drinking like <laughs> us. So who's got a rant for today? I feel like uh I feel like we've really hit the high points today. Well, you did kind of blow um, your load I already. Will, so Okay, but I will say <laughs> COVID aside. We all know how traffic flows in this country. You're going whatever direction, you get on the right side of the street. Sidewalks are no different, people. Grocery stores are no different. Don't go down the opposite (laughs) side of the aisle if you see people coming at you with their carts. Stay on the right side, hang a Yui at the end, come back down the aisle. I hate you. I hate you so much. You're thoughtless. <laughs> That's a good rant. It bothers me. Why don't? Why has that never been addressed? Why? Why are feet the only time we don't obey that rule? Mm-hmm. It's insane. <laughs> That's why you can't get out of the FedEx Forum after you go see the Grizzlies because oh. people are walking every which way in the middle. It yeah. makes no sense. Somebody cutting right through the middle of the damn crowd. Yes. So- can't you see where the other thousand people are going? Yes. Okay. That's a good one. Anybody else? Thanks. How do you follow that? <laughs> uh, I got one. I got one. Okay. So the buttholes that decided to defraud the PPP loan mm-hmm. system the first time that gave us anyone that actually got a legitimate PPP loan, a bad, uh, bad name, you are Mm -hmm. terrible. And I hope that you get put in jail. And I know that Eileen, our board member who was on the pod uh, a week or so ago, she's looking for you because she's an attorney for the U S government. 
and she's going to get you and nail your ass to the wall and you deserve it for wasting money from people that actually need it to keep people working mm-hmm. agreed yep speaking of buttholes uh everybody's just walking around like they don't have one you know what i mean <laughs> or at nobody least gets, it doesn't nobody, nobody followed me okay that's fine no, it's hey. That's the thing. Everybody's got an asshole, life, and they all passing stink. other people the buttholes, and nobody's talking about the fact that we all, all are carrying an asshole with us. Oh Put that God. in your purse, but you have it with hot tape. <laughs> the hot sauce butthole cake. I don't have anything nearly as interesting to say as you people today. I painted a dresser. Okay. That's cool. Like I haven't paint. showered in two days. No, that's cool. Um, that's being gross. generous, isn't it? No. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas break is really... Would you, um, would you need to get a hose and just hose you off in the yard? Like going to county. You could try. <laughs> Put her out in the barn for a couple days. Let's see how Try. she smells. That's right. You have a barn now. That's true. I, <laughs> Just go live in the barn. I'm actually uh, shooting from the barn. You know, I, I, I think from the barn. I think I'm going to plant random farm animals in your barn. Just see so you come out in the morning and say, "Wow, how did we end up with four chickens out here? Nice. We're shitting everywhere." I, I actually have a chicken source, just so you know. I want chickens oh, one day, so. <laughs> now, be... how old is this barn? The barn in the backyard? Yeah, how, how old is the barn? I don't know. It's I, recently, I recently saw something on the TikTok, okay, oh, no. where TikTok. dreams do come true. This, how old this are you, guy, my age? <laughs> The TikTok. This guy had bought this house. When he bought the house, uh, you know, it was sold by the realtor. Oh, this used to be owned by a uh, smuggler back in the prohibition days. And so um, they were just redoing the siding on their barn in the back of the house. And as they started taking siding off, they found countless bottles of old liquor lining the walls, stuffed under the floorboard. So cool. That's amazing. We're not that blessed, sadly. They said some of them were evaporated, but they could sell the ones that had alcohol for like a thousand a bottle. bottles, yeah. And they were keeping one. And I told Brian about that story, and we both, of course, thought only a thousand. Yeah, they could get way more money. You're only going to keep one? I would keep two or three. You keep five. Yeah, you keep five. <laughs> just so you can follow mm-hmm. one and use yeah. the rest for special occasions. Yeah, I mean, and so then the rest of you make getting, ten grand off handed of. out as gifts. Yeah, so, yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm telling you is, pull the siding off of your barn. You could okay. make ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> we'll, we'll get out there. <laughs> There's I've got to tear the barn down carefully. So you'll find get something. To it. There. Maybe I'll dig around in the attic. Barn. Yes. Barn has an attic. So. Yeah, get up, <laughs> yeah, get in the crawl spaces of your house and tear it up. We also have uh, to go right. out there and ghost hunt at some point. Ooh, nice. Ooh. That sounds like a, a special podcast episode. So. I know. I like missed the window with like Halloween, so. Um, that's all right there's plenty for next year 
and do every day is Halloween in my heart. So I mean, yes, I guess yeah. I can just do it whenever. Because you're you're dead inside. So True, truly <laughs> and sincerely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm boring. I live in a house now, so I don't have anything cool to say. Rachel, anymore. you got to have a rant. In a moment. You. Oh no, Paul! It was just your son. Oh, my son's here too. <laughs> Oh, no. oh my God! Sit down. We're still me, taping. Which one? Here, come here. Is it the precious one? It's the precious yeah, it one. Is, yeah, it's, it's the rolling. one who's still oh, happy. Oh, never mind. mind. It's rolling. Say hi to Auntie Kever. Hi, Dana. Fun story. Rolly is a celebrity in our household. Um, Jude and Aria are obsessed with him um so yes roly roly is a is a sacred name in the everson household roly's like a cologne model in their house i mean they fight to have time with him it's absolutely (laughs) and then i come in and it's like oh hey you're back you and dad are gonna sit here and drink and talk too loud so that mom is to come out and shush you at like 8 30 and 9 and 9 30 and 10 and (laughs) And ten Super ten. cool. Amen. That's right. That's why we, we go to Paul's house. Most it's like, hey, there's that fat guy again. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know that I really had a uh, specific rant today that we hadn't already gotten into. So, I'll just leave it. Um, but we appreciate everybody, all of you guys being on the pod today, and we appreciate anyone who listens, which is none of you, um, <laughs> except for Robin's mom because she's listening to see if Robin's on. Oh my god, that's funny. She's not uh, Robin. Sorry, sorry, Robin's mom. But yeah, you lasted you this listened long all this time. Robin. Yeah, I'm sure she did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you stayed awake a lot longer than the rest of us have. So um, we uh, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again in the new year when we have our next pod. So thanks for Woo. listening, and Woo. talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. Come see Motherhood. <laughs> <laughs>